The ARA acknowledges the traditional owners of the land where we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to their elders past, present, and recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as Australia's first traders, who utilise a sophisticated network of trading paths that have facilitated the exchange of goods, knowledge and culture for millennia. Hi, I'm Paul Zara and welcome to a special Christmas episode of Retail Therapy, brought to you by Australia Post. Joining me today for some retail therapy is Craig Wolford, Senior Research Analyst at MST Marquee. Craig has over 20 years of experience analysing the retail, food and beverage industries, having worked at both Citigroup and Comsec. He's highly ranked by institutional investor clients and regularly cited in the media and industry journals for views about the future of the retail sector. We're proud to have MST Marquee as a partner at the ARA, where we regularly working, are working together to bring valuable, first-to-market economic insights to our membership. Craig and his team are right on the pulse when it comes to retail performance. I'm delighted to have Craig with me today to discuss what the retail industry can expect as we head towards 2023. Craig, welcome to Retail Therapy. Thanks, Paul. It's good to be with you. Now, Craig, you're always in the know when it comes to overall retail performance. What have you heard so far about November trading? What are you hearing from the retail community in the lead up to the all-important Christmas trading period? And are we really going to shoot the Christmas lights out? Yeah, it's a, it is an interesting backdrop. We've come from you know a year ago, lots of lockdowns and, and very uh, disrupted retail trading to incredibly strong growth during August, September, October. Now, as you know, the feedback that we've had on November is back to low, mid, single-digit type growth rates. It really does vary a bit. But um, you know, those growth rates have come off a lot. I think if retailers are interpreting percentage growth rates year on year, they are likely to be a bit underwhelmed, uh, particularly given what we've recently experienced. Uh, in reality, the week-to-week sales dollars coming through the tills is actually remarkably stable and uh, consistent and uh, you know, showing the consumer is still wanting to spend in retail. Uh, we are seeing cafes and restaurants doing better. We're seeing fashion doing better. It's it's about spoiling ourselves a bit more this time around. Um, what, what I'm also seeing and hearing, and I'm sure we'll talk about it during this podcast, is just a bit of a slowdown continuing in online. Um, everyone's looking at when online will get back into to growth, but it has been a bit softer for online. So when you think about... Um just trading through November, there's the sort of the four weeks this lead up to December. The nuances in November, just if you can just help us rem- remember, because I know you, you, um, you've got a memory like an elephant. Um, we sort of came out of lockdown in the two biggest states, New South Wales and Victoria. So that disrupted November trading as in performance to last year because we had a remarkable November, if I recall, because everybody went out shopping, albeit with some regulations. Now, by the time we got to December, most of those, you know, people were sort of more socialized in, in shopping. Is that correct? And no, December's probably going to be a, a clearer run. Is that the way you see it? Yeah, I mean, I have by about the 20th of December, we had Omicron starting to ramp up. We did too. Disrupting the, the back end of, of uh, Christmas, those last minute shoppers that haven't uh, been well organised. Um, look, November, yeah, there's a, a cliched term that revenge spending. Uh, November was definitely in 2020 and 2021 were, were months of revenge spending for consumers because it was the first month of freedom. In the case of 2020, that was very much Victoria but also New South Wales, 
2021. So November was huge mm. um, last year. And, and so just getting low or, or mid-single-digit growth on top of a very, very big baseline uh, this year would be a good outcome. And, and retailers need to recognise that as opposed to the, the lockdown periods that we had. Um, November last year was also a bit more skewed towards online because we were still a little bit you know, unsure about getting out and about to shops yes. and, and therefore online over-indexed. So you know, this year, it's more likely that we get, you know, what if the word normal means anything anymore, mm. but we're more likely to get a ramp that looks more like it did pre-COVID. Um, now we've got an overlay of all the November events, whether it be Click Frenzy, Singles Day, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, that's definitely pulled forwards sales a little bit into November, but make no mistake about it, December is the most important month in retail. Uh, and we'll, we'll be again this year, and it should be a good December. Now, we, we're hearing from retailers, of course, and this is part of the research uh, that we did with Salesforce, that um, 33% of the sales retail, sorry, uh, Christmas shopping had been done in the first few weeks of November. Another 25% was done through the Black Friday week, and we'd forecasted with Roy Morgan to do 64 um, sorry, $6.2 billion to be exact, $200 million more than last year. And talking to the majority of retailers are ha- happy to share, they've had a very good Black Friday, Cyber Monday, mostly driven around um, consumers wanting to save money from their household's perspective with the the, in, the rising cost of um, living, but equally because they were wanting to avoid price increases and supply chain disruptions. So we are mm-hmm. seeing a bigger, bigger November just generally, even though some retailers may be in negative growth. How do you assess your performance with all those nuances, I guess? How far back do, do, do you recommend retailers go or is, is the results the results? Yeah, look, it, it does feel a little bit tired and long in the tooth these days to talk about uh, 2019 as a baseline, but it is a clean way of understanding the month-to-month volatility that a retailer might be seeing. So, you know, what does October 2022 versus 2029 growth rate look like compared with November 2022 versus 2019 and likewise for December. Uh, when you do those calculations, you find most retailers are finding growth rates are re- relatively even and steady. Mm-hmm. And it just tells you that the rhythm of sales is, is a lot more even, you know, with the overlay that you've just talked to there around extra events earlier in the year, still a, a concern by both retailer and consumer about supply chains and whether they work as smoothly as they should. Um, and therefore, a, a little bit more of a tilt in sales in November than what we've seen historically. Um, now, we've, we've done some research on this um, recently. If we go back to 2016, five years ago, and we just added up what November and December represented, it was 43% November and 57% December back in 2016. Um, by 2021, November had risen to being 46% of the combined two-month sales. So it has increased quite a lot. We don't think it'll be any bigger this year because you do have a more normal operating environment. Yes. So you know, December will see a, a faster rate of growth in November. It's interesting. It's always a retailer's dream to make November um, fire for Christmas and it's, it was really more retailer's trying to, to drive the outcome. But in fact, now it's really consumer-led. And I think Black Friday, as you mentioned, has had a big uh, impact on, on November trade. Whether you pour candles or hand make sandals, Australia Post knows you could use a little more time and money to help grow your small business. 
send smarter and save time and money with My Post Business. Easily create and pay for shipping labels, integrate with e-commerce platforms and send parcels from your nearest post office. And the more you send, the more you'll save. Another way Australia Post is delivering like never before. Search My Post Business to learn more. When you look to December, how do you think about um, something like Christmas week and where the day Christmas Day falls. So as a retailer, you'd have to think there's potentially more upside in that Christmas week, given that Christmas Eve falls on a Saturday. Um, by law, shops generally close at 6pm on Christmas Eve. So they've got the full suite of trading to midnight if they want to in most states um, for the whole week. Do, have you factored anything, any upside in that last week? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a, an age-old debate. Um, so, yeah, Christmas Day falling on a Sunday this year means there's a full week of shopping for those that um, are not well organised mm. in that last week, um, you know, starting, say, Monday the 19th of December. Uh, and, and I think that's what we'll see. What, we're, what we saw in 2018 and 2019 is a bit of an air pocket in the first bit of December, um, and that is that you've got the customer that's been pulled forward or enticed to November uh, events, lots of them, and retailers are really um, participating more more um, significantly in those events as well. So there's more discounts available, more consumer awareness, therefore more sales. Um, and it does mean that there's a bit of a, you know, almost like a hangover um, in that first two weeks of December often, and, and then a, a ramp that usually um, means that that week leading into Christmas is always really significant. Um, and we'd expect the same you know, pattern this this year, given um, you know, touch wood that there's there's no other reasons that um, retailers are, you know, are disrupted by Omicron or anything else. Now you're always looking at the nuances of the data and what what it means. What I'm interested to understand a little bit more is what it means for for company profits. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing beneath the surface of the latest numbers? Yeah, there's. there's there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, firstly, from a top line perspective, retailers are in a good place um, because we've normalised sales for July, August, September, October. Um, retailers have a lot more sales dollars, a lot more gross profit dollars to pay for the rents and the wages that they've um, incurred. So when when we get to reporting season, as we call it, or the February results from a lot of these companies, uh, they're going to have very strong profit growth uh, on average. Uh, and that is against the very disrupted December half year from 2021. Um, underneath that, though, when we get into some other measures of profitability, say the gross profit margin or the operating costs that they're incurring, there's some differences. And, and that is a lot of retailers are trying to put price rises through and ensure they maintain a gross margin outcome to pay for higher operating costs. So gross margins generally are holding in well. There's been a bit of fear out there about discounting activity ramping up. And uh, other than a few small pockets, we're not really seeing that in any um, worrying way. Uh, but retailers are dealing with pallet shortages, supply chains that are stretched, you know, transport costs that are more elevated, absenteeism or, or vacancies, and, and obviously a higher wage rate across the, the retail industry award as well. So um, there is higher cost growth that will be evident um, in the second half of fiscal year when we get to the June half year. I think that balance between the sales growth and the, the cost pressures will mean that there's a much more subdued um, growth in profit, if anything, uh, for the second half of fiscal year. But it's a good mm. six months that retailers have had. 
Now, last year we, we we spoke briefly about you know operating in fear of lockdowns. So, quite a different um, context as we count down the final weeks of Christmas this year. What else have you seen that's different about Christmas this year? Yeah, I think. Um Look, there's there seems to be what what I'm interested in is the strength in restaurant and cafe sales. Um, I use that as a more interesting barometer of consumer sentiment than consumer sentiment itself. Um, you know, consumer sentiment surveys ask the consumer how they feel, and often they reflect on the fears and headlines that they see in the in the media. Um, restaurant and cafe spending obviously dovetails into what people are actually doing. And those restaurants and cafes are still full. Uh, we're probably seeing a little less um, growth in cafe and restaurant spend than what we might have seen just two or three months ago, which maybe we're off the peak. Mm. But it's still hard to get a booking in, in a restaurant or cafe. Yes. So that's strong. And, and a few retailers or businesses that we uh, talk to in that dining out um, market are also saying they've already got quite significant bookings for Christmas. So maybe we're going to be out and about um, entertaining with family and, and friends this Christmas a bit more. Um, I've talked before about the week-to-week volatility could feel very different to last year. Yes. On balance, strong growth for twenty uh, for December with more of a skew towards stores and away from online year-on-year. So I think there's quite a bit that makes it feel certainly different to last year. Um, but hopefully uh, a little bit more like it, it used to be pre-COVID. And I guess taking that thinking further, Craig, when you explain the restaurants too, I, I guess, and the hospitality generally, and Roy Morgan um, research tells us there's going to, the hospitality industry be up by uh, just over a, a billion dollars, actually. So it's quite significant. I think partly that's also due to the fact that many families haven't sort of reunited um, since COVID. So um, although we were open and um, operating last year, there were a lot of regulations and still fresh coming out, raw coming out of those lockdowns. So this is the first Christmas um, for some time for, for many families. So that should give us some optimism when it comes to retail spend. Yeah, so there's the, um, you know, this is a broader comment and we'll, we'll talk about next year, no doubt. But, um, yeah, there's naturally reasons for a consumer to be, should you know should be a little bit cautious about high petrol prices, high living cost pressures, uh, interest rates going up so so substantially. Um, that's on one side of the ledger. On the other, most people have a job. Most people are getting a higher wage as well, and they've still got quite a bit of stored up savings. It feels like a a tagline that's been used for quite a few months now, but but it's true. Um, households mm. have less credit card debt and more household savings than they had pre-COVID. So. Financially, they feel confident and, you know, Christmas is an event that Australians like to celebrate. So I think on balance, that's where people are going to are going to be for Christmas this yes, year. Yes, so uh, fairly um, optimistic well, in pushing through Christmas and then, you know, dealing with the fallout, uh, I guess, cost of living and cost of doing business for, for retailers and consumers alike um, post-Christmas. So let's talk about 2023. We all see that negative econo- economic commentary around the cost of living, interest rates and inflation, and there's this looming fear that consumer spending is going to stall at some point. While overall we're looking forward to a, a fairly good Christmas, are we going to reach a cliff come uh, New Year's Day? Or, you know, what, 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 what do you think we should be expecting? When, when do we hit the cliff? Yeah, yeah lots, lots of questions on this and... Um 
there's been uh, the many uh, reports of the death of retail um, over the last 12 months, and here we are, and still, you know, in our view anyway, uh, a decent Christmas coming through. Um, yeah, without trying to be too sombre, there's no doubt that retailers are going to have to face negative um, sales at some point in calendar 23. Uh, when we do our modelling, we, we try to you know, get the balance right between big picture modelling, understanding all the moving parts of, of household income with the sort of more granular issues around how price and volume might move for certain categories. But it's pretty hard to avoid a, a conclusion that by the middle, by about June 2023, that it'll be, get, it'll be getting really tough. Uh, we might be in low single-digit growth for the March quarter, but we very much could be in um, decline for, for a lot of retail categories in the June quarter of 2023 if we're looking at year-on-year -year growth. Um, there's two things to call out there. One is how strong the underlying wages growth that, that acts as an offset to, to higher interest rates. Mm -hmm. That's on my mind. And the second is the magnitude and, and persistence of price inflation, which... Um, you know, it's always painted as a, a negative and, a, you know, too much inflation is clearly a worry for uh, policymakers. But if inflation does hold up uh, to the levels that it's at, it is going to prop up nominal sales growth to, to some extent. And, you know, the downturn might be low single-digit growth instead of um, small declines in, in retail sales. So it might be batting down the hatches come 2023, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I try to put a positive spin on it because it is a sombre topic. But the, the good news is that retailers have time to prepare for, for, for a downturn. That, you know, should give retailers in how they think about inventory planning and, and then cost management um, into that, you know, what might be a, a more difficult fiscal 24 than, than fiscal 23. So the winter of discontent, maybe. Last uh, last question for you, Craig. What are the, your tips for retailers who might be feeling worried looking into 2023? Well, yeah, the, the first is really to be careful uh, reading too much of the media on uh, retail. There's certainly a lot of fear that's making headlines and, and selling uh, media dollars. And in reality, that fear has been written about for 12 months already and and would have been the wrong interpretation to the consumer given what we've seen so far. So, you know, ignore some of these headlines and focus on the underlying month-to-month -month consistency of sales and, and looking for signs of, of any changes there. Um, as mentioned, you know, we don't think there'll be a more material slowdown until around, you know, the June quarter of 2023. Um, and then secondly, a retailer really should focus on building variability in their cost base. Uh, if we have this tougher environment, you know, what can a retailer do to manage labour in a, in a variable way? You know, can they alter their rental agreement so that it's tied more closely to sales? How to think about the online uh, investments, which you know, can have a fixed cost nature to them. So I think there's some, some opportunities that retailers should embrace around ensuring they've got a variable cost to deal with um, a tougher sales environment when it comes through. And I guess the big one there too, Craig, is the um, is making sure you got the inventory settings right going into that period, coming off such high bases, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, the good news on that front is that you know it's such a Goldilocks uh, topic inventory, and and retailers up until now have had a lot of inventory because of the supply chain uncertainty. Um, some of those supply chain challenges are easing up, and as a result, retailers should be in a better space to. Um, yeah, manage a leaner inventory into a slowdown, which would be certainly the right way we would want to see retailers managing uh, a tougher re retail climate. 
Craig, as always, thank you so much for joining us for some retail therapy. It's always great to speak with you. Thank you for sharing your insights and tips for retailers. Lots of value in there as we head into the new year. And of course, Merry Christmas. Thanks, Paul. Merry Christmas to you too.